Hi, this is Ed Locke with USA Mortgage. When it comes to buying a home, the process can be overwhelming and confusing. With so many options, it can be hard to know where to start. That's why it's important to work with a certified mortgage loan originator. I have the knowledge and expertise to guide you through the process and find the best mortgage option for you. I will work with you every step of the way to ensure that you are getting the best deal possible. So if you're looking to purchase or refinance, please reach out to me at 502-680-0953. So don't take on the stress of buying a home alone. Work with me and I will make your dream a reality. Trust the professionals and make your home buying experience a positive one. MLS ID 448908, DAS Acquisition Company, LLC, doing business as USA Mortgage, MLS ID 227262. This is not a commitment to lend. Additional terms and conditions apply. USA Mortgage is equal housing opportunity. You have scoured the podcast world. You have finally found the place where news is weighed in the balance. Welcome to Newsworthy with Stephen Jerry. Two words and two question marks. Hello, Mr. Jerry. How are you? I'm doing great and getting better. How about yourself, Steve? Same, same, Good same, to hear. busy, tired, all the above. You know how that goes. Just happy to be here. Happy yeah, as long as here. we're still vertical, that's the big part. Yeah, I always, my papa always used to say, uh, I woke up on the sunny side of the dirt, so that there makes it all good. <laughs> Absolutely. So, anywho, how was your week? It was a very good week. It was a very good week. I do dread seeing this. The, the really hot, muggy, hot weather, I hate. Yeah. I'd even rather have, as much as I dislike the middle of winter and cold weather, I can deal with the cold better than I can the hot. I think I said on air last summer, it's so very true. At least in the cold weather, you can always put some more clothes on. But there's only so much you can take off until you get arrested, you know? So Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I see you every day. Um, I don't want to see you unclothed. Just just throwing it out there. I understand. You don't want to be any more jealous than you already are. There's a reason I keep my house as cool as I do. <laughs> I'm hoping you're coming layered. See, that's the thing. I got you. You do keep this place cold. <laughs> As you've said ever since I've known you, as long as you can afford it, you're going to have it feeling like you can hang meat in here. That's right. Absolutely. Winter, summer, doesn't make any difference. Yep. Oh, my gosh. Jerry, there's so much in the news today, and I, I there's just, I, I titled it what I titled it. You know, I know your big story today is 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 the first part of our title. The second one is a menagerie of wonder. There's so much in the news that's just like, huh. Not necessarily any of it that deserves a, a whole show or even a, a, a part of a show. But, well, that's not true. But a big part of a show. Um, but there's a lot of headlines that I want to touch on today. It was. <laughs> Do you remember when we first started doing this and for the first several episodes, we had one topic each? Mm -hmm. And we had to turn that topic into 
30 minutes of discussion oh, yeah. and real quickly we were finding it hard to do that yeah if we hadn't switched to this format i would probably still not be doing this <laughs> it was just so hard i remember spending several evenings uh, several hours each evening trying to come up with a topic and you know it, like you said there's a ton of stuff small that you can easily do two to ten minutes on but it wasn't big enough to do you know my half of the show so i just remember weeks and weeks going by and like damn what am i gonna find to talk right about? right and and just being able to touch on the headlines occasionally and if you know when, when a big story happens it happens sure you know, and we, we cover it. I, I like the ability to just kind of flow. Absolutely. You know, and get, you know, we have very good ability to just have discussion about, we're usually at odds about everything, but that's okay. <laughs> but it's more natural and more what you and I have just sat around and talked about for years, you know, right. instead of one topic and We've got to spend 30, 40 minutes each on that topic. You know, hey, if it's a big one, we'll spend two hours. And if it's a small one, we'll spend two minutes and get on with the show. So if someone wanted to hear us talk about a topic, where would they do that at, Jerry? Where would they let us know that topic? Well, they you, to suggest a topic? Yeah, okay. absolutely. I thought you were saying, how can they hear us discuss uh, our well, show? Hopefully they're already. <laughs> hopefully they've already figured that out. <laughs> And well, hopefully they a, they're telling their friends about absolutely. it. Absolutely. There you go. They have a couple of ways of getting in touch with us. One is email at newsworthywithstephenjerry at gmail.com. They can also text us at area code 540-709-1318. Yeah, you sure can. We'd like to have you. We want to hear from you. We want to, uh, we just, we like to interact with you. Um, <laughs> There's going to come a time very, very, very soon that, um, oh, what, what? You all right? Yeah, no, I'm good. Um, that we are not going to have a live show soon. Um, uh, well, people won't be able to listen to us live. Yeah. Our it, shows won't change. Yeah, that's kind of a big announcement in we probably got what one today's show, obviously, maybe one more show before we make their final switch. Not um, far away. We're gonna lose that that ability and, and to have a live audience, but we are gaining what we're gaining in, in uh what we're gaining in the ability to improve our show is exponential. I think that. it's far outweighs it. Um and I think that it's going to be good overall for the for the listenership, and it's going to give us a a chance to put out a much better product. And we're going to have the opportunity and the ability finally to hopefully, and we're going to be testing again this week um, to have a legitimate and very good way of having guests um, call in. So, absolutely, it's the main reason we decided to switch away from Podbean. Yeah. So hopefully, it, they all say, they all say it's just a couple of clicks and it's all set up and it's ready to go. So we're going to cross our fingers that they're not lying and BSing us just to get us hooked in there yeah, for another year. Um, I do. I will say, um, I, the, the, I'd already paid for Podbean for the year. That's non-refundable. So It's non-refundable? <laughs> non-refundable. And that's okay. Really? Yeah, it's okay. It's not a big deal. 
Um, what I plan on maybe doing is, you know, we had talked about having that other, uh, a different podcast. I might replace this one on Podbean with that because it's a more open live this forum. So maybe we'll there do that. Go. Huh? There you go. At least you get something out of yeah, it. Yeah, we're, we're not going to lose the money. Uh, hey, Mochi. Hey, Mochi, you're, you're with us tonight. We appreciate it. We know that Double is not going to be with us tonight. It breaks our heart. Um, but some people decide to go on vacation. And uh, I just wanted to make a mention that we miss you. We hope you're having an amazing time. <laughs> Anywho. That was your week. I forgot to ask that. I know. And we said fine. busy. Yeah, it's always busy. I... I accepted a new position. I've told you about that. So now right. I'm working two full-time jobs and doing a podcast and uh, trying to keep it all together, you know, uh, kind of as I'm rotating in this new position, real estate has kind of slowed down a little bit. So it's kind of ebbing and flowing just the way I want. Um, although USA Mortgage and myself is, um, we're starting a new what they call farming uh campaign very soon so i know right mochi is 100 percent correct we should have all gotten invited to vacation we were not makes me very sad um but we're starting a new farming campaign so hopefully that will increase business on that end and we'll get things ramped back up the way i like them i don't like sitting around too long i i get uh i, I get i don't know it's I'm not an idle person. I can't be idle for very long because I start getting myself into trouble. <laughs> Anywho. One thing I forgot to mention about my week. Someone broke into my garage last night and stole my limbo stick. Your limbo yeah. stick? I mean, oh seriously. How low can you go? <laughs> <laughs> that was good. <laughs> I'll give you props on that one, Jerry. That was fantastic. Even the I'm glad delivery. You so. Huh? I'm glad you thought so. Yeah, the delivery and the everything. delivery and timing usually makes it. You yeah. Know, don't you think? It does. That reminds me of another one. Oh no. What? I may have it down here, Let me see if I can find it. Oh geez. Yeah, this is I don't know about you. I had a tough time originally keeping up with the jokes I'd done and the ones I hadn't. So now I've got a list of probably 100, 150 jokes and I have to strike through the ones I've done. Oh, is that right? I can't keep up with them otherwise. Well, you know, you, you, while you're doing that, I have been working diligently with some cloning experiments. Really? Experiments. Yeah, absolutely. I have. I think they, me? I think they finally paid off. Okay. I'm so excited. I'm beside myself. <laughs> I saw that one the other day. <laughs> oh, man. So, do you have plans for the 4th of July? Anything new, exciting? No. Going to have a cookout with the families about it. Oh, good. Well, that's always good. Yes, it is. So, let's get into some topics today, shall we? We can do that. Yeah. I wish I could find that one day joke. But maybe next time. So you want to lead? Want me to? 
No, I don't care. You know, I get these pop-up things all the time um, from, you know, I, I do a lot of my news for Microsoft, uh, much less that you think Facebook or whatever, but they always come back to these stars that have passed, and they always come back five, six, seven, eight months later and give their cause of death. Um, this one I don't think surprises anyone. Aaron Carter died several months ago. He's 34 years old. Had struggled with drugs most of his adult life after finding really huge amounts of fame and success as a, as a child. Uh, died officially of huffing, which is basically where you turn a can of air upside down and suck it in. And he had that and Xanax in his system, and he ultimately drowned in the bathtub. Holy crap. <laughs> what a heck of a way to go, right? Yeah. Just stupid. Huffing is air? It, it can be air. A lot of people use paint. That's the chem, what I the chemical paint. It's, it's the not, fumes. It, it's, the, it's the propellant that actually gets them high. It's not what's in it. It's not the other chemicals. It's the propellant. So that's why air can work, because it has a propellant in it. But, uh, yeah, I had a buddy I went to high school with. Man, he got into that real bad for a while. And you could always tell when he had huffed because it would change his voice. He would go from sounding like this little squeaky dude to this. <laughs> what are you doing? He's like, oh. And then, then he got to doing the paint. And you could see the, finally got off all that stuff. He owns his own business now. He's a good good feller. So. Does it make you high? Huffing? Oh, yeah. Oh, air? yeah. Huffing yeah. air would make you high. It's not the air. It's the propellant of the air. Gotcha. Yeah, they use a specific, and I'm not sure what it's called. They. They have the, would you like for me to try? No. <laughs> I mean, I'll be happy to try to say it. It's diaphlorourethane, which is the propellants in cans of compressed air. Be darn. And that's what makes people high. You have to turn it upside down. That gets all the air to the bottom and then the straw or whatever's into that part of it. And that's what you breathe in. So, yep. Go figure. I know that only because of my buddy that, like I say, I went to school with. Yeah. Yeah. I'd heard of people huffing. I had heard of paint. Yeah. And I assumed that there, the fumes were some type of, you know, I didn't really know. Now I know a lot more than I did previously. Yeah. It's crazy. So, I don't know. That was just one little thing. But I don't know. Everything's based on al algorithms. I get that. If you look at click on one story, it's going to show you more stories like that. Similar. Yeah. Similar. Come on Facebook or a lot of social media places. Well, this is on a news site even. Okay. Um, but I don't know about you, but my my feed is inundated with UFO stories everywhere. Britain, Canada, United States. And these aren't people. No, these are our not. government. Well, that's because... You 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 do look at other things, but I bet your sites are are full of recipes yep. and <laughs> get a lot of recipes. Um, no, I mean I don't. When I'm browsing news feeds, I don't have anything on recipe related. Yeah, see, it's weird. Uh uh uh. So, anywho, what what do you want to talk about? Because I got I got lots of stuff, and it's all little stuff. So I don't want to. Um, last week you brought up the sub that had been missing at that point for mm. what three or four days. Yeah, and as I'm sure everyone knows, it uh, they they found pieces of the debris 
and it turns out that it exploded a couple of hours imploded. or imploded a couple of hours into its original dive. They originally said, I think it's an hour and 45 minutes when they lost communications, an hour and 45 minutes into the dive that it lost communications. And apparently that was when it imploded. And uh, uh, the good news, if there is such a thing in a story like this, is, is that there was no suffering. There was no running out of air and one guy looking over, you know, four or five other dead guys and wondering how many more minutes he's got. None of that happened. It was basically instantaneous. Milliseconds. Yes. Very, very short time period. But still a very sad story. My first article reminds me of that a little bit. There was a Spanish athlete that recently emerged from a cave after spending 500 days alone in the cave for science, voluntarily. Oh, yeah, I did read about this. A year and a half in near total isolation, some 230 feet in underground, Beatrice Flamini emerged from a cave in southern Spain. Her first words, who's buying the beer? <laughs> I like this woman already. The climber and mountaineer had entered the cave in Grenada on... November 21st, 2021, determined to spend 500 days alone, monitored from afar by a group of scientists that was trying to explore the effects that isolation has on the, on the human body and the mind. And uh, they say that she spent her days reading, drawing, exercising, knitting hats. She also was recording herself. She had two GoPros. She was 48 years old when she went down, 50 years old when she officially completed the challenge on Friday. You know, I understand that it's through things like this that we make huge strides in, in, in our knowledge in, in many ways, and it certainly helps technology. I get it, and I'm thankful that there's people that's willing to do it. But can you freaking imagine 500 days, a year and a half, in a cave, underground, 230 feet underground, voluntarily. Well, I can tell you that, hey, it'd be cool down there, so. <laughs> no pun intended. I, I would be okay Literally with that. Literally cool. Uh, yeah, that's that's amazing. And NASA now, just yesterday, locked four, or was it five? No, I think it was four people away in a Mars-esque um Basically, it was an encampment that is meant to represent the conditions of life on Mars. It's a 1,700-foot, basically, square-foot facility. There's four of them. They have workstations. These people all volunteered for this, um, and they're going to be locked in there for two years be darn. to see the same type things. What's the impact on their physical, psychological um, in all the different ways, are they going to be able to continue to work? Are they going to be able to grow their own food? I mean, they have a door to the outside, but with, as soon as that door is open, the experiment They're done. is over. A whole, like if one leaves, the whole thing It's done. all over because it, it breaks the seal. Well, they can't have an airlock chamber. Huh? They could have had an airlock chamber. I mean, it, well, the, the point is, when you get to Mars, if you're in your encampment, you're in your encampment, you know, there's no atmosphere there. You go outside, you're you're dead. <laughs> um, do, you remember, you're space suit. do you remember space reading suit. about the biosphere, I think, in Arizona, yeah. built several yeah. years ago? 
they did something similar. Yeah. Right. And they didn't last, but like the first group that went in, it didn't last very long at all. Maybe they had more than one group. I think group lasted for a considerable amount of time, if I remember. I haven't read about this in years. The last group had, if I'm mistaken, and, and I'll have to do some research, but I'm pretty sure you're right. The last group lasted a long time, and the the exterior of the facility degraded or, degraded or was breached or weather something happened to the exterior of that. Yeah. Or maybe I'm thinking of Encino Man. I, I don't know. <laughs> or the other for up. sure. Yeah. Yeah. I once again, same type of deal. I'm glad there's people that's willing to be the guinea pigs, if you will, uh to test these things out. I just can't imagine what you're talking about is bad enough, but the woman five hundred or two hundred and thirty feet underground for five hundred days yeah. by herself alone. I can't imagine. Uh-uh. At least these people have other people to talk yes. to. You know, it's two dudes and two chicks. It's, so. it's not 500 feet underground. <laughs> you've got company. And they have access to internet. And, they, you know, they're going to be working. They're not just going to be knitting hats for people's heads who don't really exist. Just internet access would be huge. Yeah. You know, you'd be able to talk to people and keep up with news. And, yeah. Yeah. So, Biosphere 2. Wow. Is now open. It costs two hundred million dollars. Holy moly! Um, Who's paying for that? I don't know. Probably us. We pay for everything else. There are going to be eight people in an isolated. This is supposed. The experiment sealed eight people uh, in an isolated environment for two years. Um, let's see. In 1991, they locked. Wait, this is all confusing. I, I, I'm not reading this whole article, but it looks like everybody's happy. So I guess it worked out fine. <laughs> if I remember correctly, the exterior walls were transparent. People mm-hmm. would come and stand outside and watch them. And yeah. it was rather large. Oh, yeah. I Huge. mean, they were growing their own food. Uh, yeah, it was completely, supposedly self sustaining. So. It drew 650,000 people so far who yeah. paid $10 each. That's probably where they paid for it, yeah, to well, be able to stand outside and watch them. <laughs> 650,000 people with 10 bucks is $6.5 million. Doesn't yeah. pay for the $200 million. Okay, well, there you go. You missed your math. Uh, Biosphere 2 contains 3,800 varieties of plant and animal life, from bats to bush babies. Interesting. They got in the... If I were on the committee, I would have said, you know, we could probably leave bats off. Why? Who the hell needs bats? Well, you need them to control the insect population. Okay. Because you're going to release insects to be pollinators. Sure. You need the insects. You don't need the freaking bats. You need the kill bats, the bats to kill the mosquitoes. Ooh, slap them. Oh, my gosh. I have, slapped, uh, I have slapped and killed a lot of mosquitoes in my time. Do you know how many mosquitoes i have seen eaten by a bat zero my entire life why, why would you be i hate bats you, you i hate so... ideal bats why bats are what is your nasty, problem disgusting with bats? Things. What is... they're right up there with feet nasty disgusting i think that you um have a weird phobia 
of okay. bats. Pretty much. Who Why? doesn't? I don't. Bats are amazing. Okay. Do you Spiders like going outside? Spiders are amazing compared to bats. Spiders, yeah. None of those creepy crawly things bothers me. Bats, no. Why do bats bother you so much? Were you attacked as a child? I'm, as far as I know, I've never... No, I have seen a few bats flying around late in the evening. You do know I have bat to... houses in my fence line back here, right? You have bat houses? Yeah. To encourage them to be here. I'm bringing over some dynamite. I'm blowing the shit out of those things. <laughs> you can't. They control the mosquito population. If anyone knows the best way to get a hold of some TNT, please email. Once again, that is newsworthy with Stephen Jerry at gmail.com. Well, bat houses are not very big. You could probably go to your local 4th of July store and get enough, enough fireworks through there to take care of my Just bats. in case, please send me your best suppliers. Bats are good. They're good for the environment. They're can, great hunters. They're really them. cute. And That's I don't know why you're so, so anti-batist. Baptist. Yeah, you're Baptist. <laughs> We're not going to be practicing oh, Baptism on 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 Newsworthy, Jerry. Late for that. I think we already have. <laughs> I think we already you're cracking have. me up. And besides, down in Florida, they can really use some more bats. You know why? Why is that? They have the first outbreak of malaria in over sixty years in Florida because of stupid mosquitoes. Huh? Three or four cases. Local and one other one in Texas, maybe mm -hmm. all spread by stupid mosquitoes, which bats eat by the thousands. You know, you keep your bats, huh? You keep your bats. Then. I will. You keep your nasty mosquitoes. I don't know if you can keep yours or not. These people let me know where to get some TNT. I'm blowing them up. Mosquitoes have killed more humans than any other creature, including other humans, since time has begun. I'll still take mosquitoes over bats. Oh, my gosh. Mochi wants to be a bat farmer. Hey, if you want to be a bat farmer, Mochi, I know a great location and some houses that are, that are... A little citronella. For sale. <laughs> See, that's how easy mosquitoes are to get rid of. A couple citronella candles, you're good to go. How the hell you get rid of bats? No one knows. If people knew... Okay, so recent studies show that citronella now, mosquitoes are not stupid. If they smell citronella, they're actually attracted to it because that means food, just so you know. Well, apparently the ones in my vicinity are the retarded ones because <laughs> it still runs them off. It's just because you're so sweet, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> you're so sweet. That's what runs them off? No, that's what attracts them. Oh, well. You said they're retarded. not sweet. They stay away. So, um, oh, well, I'm going to, I'll let you go to your next story. I got my next story lined up, ready to go. But I want you to talk. Well, you just love to hear my sexy voice. That we're uh, trying to I do. That's okay. exactly it. I just. No, I figured. <sighs> oh, I'm swooning. Really? No. You're going to have to take a moment <laughs> to get a line for that. I'm sure you've heard about Elon Musk. And Mark Zuckerberg's cage fight, right? Yeah, bring it. Bring it. Yeah. A few weeks Team ago. Team Elon. King Elon. Team Elon. Team Elon. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. Okay. I think I, I don't Zuckerberg know looks like a he looks like Lieutenant Commander Data. I think he he's does. like a a, a a drone. He's five seven and weighs one hundred and forty five pounds. Wow. I 
know that because I was reading one article that I read for this had the tail of the tape. You know, when two guys are fighting, they have sure. the tail of the tape sure. where they give their stats. Elon Musk is seven inches taller. He's six foot two. Zuckerberg is five seven. Elon Musk weighs, they guess, at around 230 pounds. Zuckerberg, 145. So, yeah, it's a no-brainer when you look at the stats. But, uh, yeah, anyway, I don't know why I got off on that. I'm getting way ahead of myself. A few weeks ago, this all started when Elon Musk challenged Mark Zuckerberg to a cage fight. And to which Zuckerberg replied and said, send me the location. Now, this all came about because that Meta, which is owned by Zuckerberg, owns Facebook and Instagram. And it became public that Instagram was considering its own version of Twitter, widely reported to be an Instagram spinoff called Threads. And when Elon Musk found out about it, he supposedly was, at least publicly, it tried to appear irate. And he and Zuckerberg get along quite well. They really have no hard feelings between them. But that was when he had challenged Zuckerberg to a, a cage fight. And of course, as we said, Zuckerberg's response was, send me the location. And not much was, or I hadn't heard much of it in the last week or so. And then this week, Dana White got involved. Dana White, president of the USC. He announced that he had spoken to both of them. And he said that they are absolutely, I quote, he said they are absolutely dead serious about this. He, Danny White also added that the fight would break the revenue and viewership of the 2017 boxing spectacle between Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor. And that one had over 50 million people watching live in the United States alone. Zuckerberg will very likely be quite confident, mainly because, again, he's severely undersized. He's much shorter. He doesn't, you know, he's given up close to 100 pounds. He's but an android. He works out quite regularly. Uh, he also routinely trains with a jiu-jitsu team. Elon Musk has previously admitted numerous times that he rarely works out. He has said that his biggest form of exercise is when he's throwing his kids up in the air. <laughs> so That's better than us who's throwing back a cold beer yeah. in the air. <laughs> Yeah, I thought about exercising, but rolled over on the couch and had another beer instead. Yeah, well, I love to run, just so you know, and the audience at home knows. To the fridge for another beer? I run to the fridge, and I run away from bears. There you go. So, there you go. Yep, as you once told me, you don't need to outrun the bear. You just need to outrun me if I'm with you. That's right, 100%. And I can do that because I'll trip you. I have no mercy. I have no qualms with that whatsoever. So having said everything with uh, Zuckerberg training, with his jiu-jitsu team and all that, you still Team Musk? Team Elon! Elon. There you go. He certainly got, you know, anytime you outweigh the uh, your opponent by 100 pounds. You, you can just squash him. Advantage. I used to do this with the kids on the trampoline all the time. And when you're wrestling, you know, I was a professional wrestler. So what you would do, anytime you see a couple of dudes wrestling and they go to the mat with a wrestling hold, say it's a headlock and they're they're laying on the mat, it's not about the headlock. It's about the fact that they both need a breather and Mm -hmm. they are sucking wind right there. That's what they're doing. 
and I was often on the mat so I could win. <laughs> well, you weren't in it that long, so being the new guy, I'm sure you had to be the one laying on the mat the majority of the time. Oh, yeah, you always – you have to earn your stripes. You have to – if you go into a facility and as a rookie and what they call a greenhorn um, and you're getting a bunch of wins – Two things. You're either a physical freak that they want to push really hard um, because they think that it's going to make them dollars, which isn't safe. Okay, just bluntly. It's not safe to push a greenhorn like that. Um, Not for him or the people he's wrestling. Or you're an absolutely phenomenal athlete who has some experience wrestling or gymnastics, tumbling, something of that, that you can be safe and do that. Yeah. But most of the time when you're in professional wrestling and you are very, very, very raw, very green, you're only wrestling the most experienced wrestlers. You're only wrestling people who work well with greenhorns. Um, and your match is going to be very, very uncomplicated. Go in, get beat up, go home. <laughs> that's that's what it comes down to. To answer one of the most common questions I would guess that our audience has. Tell us how scripted professional wrestling is. Well, okay, that's a good question. Um, so, you know, we're not in kayfabe here. So what kayfabe is, is just means that what happens in wrestling is wrestling. Okay, it's what all the old school people, you know, back Saturday morning cartoon or Saturday morning wrestling and all that was very, those guys back then, were in character regardless. Okay, so uh, think uh, Nikolai Volkov, the Russian, or the Iron Sheik, or any of those back in the, the Rock and Roll Express. If you met them at Walmart, they were in character. Okay, that's kayfabe. But to answer your question, scripted. So the booker controls the, the he is the storyteller of wrestling. Okay, he's the guy that runs the back room. So you're going to see your match. You're going to see who you're wrestling against, and you're going to see who who goes over, who gets the win. That's where the scripting ends. How the match looks, what the match is, is strictly between the two wrestlers in the match. But how much of that is normally scripted ahead of time? In the match, you might have a couple of sets or as – So it's usually done in the moment? Um, it, you have two schools of thought. You have the, and it's based on experience. You have the people that call every set. We're going to do this. I'm going to hit your headlock, throw you into the ropes. You're going to come out. I'm going to hit your clothesline. And then I'm going to drop an elbow on you while you're down. And then you're going to get up and you're going to do this, this, and this. And they've called the whole match. That'd be okay? hard to remember that. It is hard to remember. And most of those guys are not put with greenhorn. Most of those guys are wrestling other guys of the same experience level because it is very difficult because you're thinking of a three to five minute match in the ring. That's a lot of action. A lot of moves. That's a lot of moves. I remember this one guy, and I'm not going to mention names because I'm going to call him a dick because he was, pardon my French. Um, He was put in the match with me in a tag team situation. So there was three tag teams in this match, and I was the rookie, the greenhorn, so I was the one going to get beat up the most. That's just the way it works. That's part of earning your stripes. I get that. But about three-quarters of the way through the match, I'd done really good. 
I missed one move set and made him miss a punch. I ducked under. So when when the guy I was wrestling, which was this guy's partner, finally, you know, caught me and threw me down. This guy was out there, beat his ass, kill him, stupid mf And I'm like, what? Because I missed one move? And then I was able to make it correct and make it look even better than what they had scripted. But people like that, I, I can't stand them. Yeah. And then you have the people who are experienced that do wrestle greenhorns that do it based on crowd reaction because that's why we're there. Okay. We're not there to make, you know, each other. People don't, they're there to be entertained. They're there to be part of the action. They're there to scream and holler and, you know, to release the week. Okay. So the, the really good wrestlers, even on the indie circuit, those guys, know how to read the crowd and work the crowd. The one guy I wrestled the most in very early career, and you can actually see some of our videos. I'm not going to tell you where. They were horrible. I was so bad. I mean, because he videotaped every match, and mine were like my first, second, third, and fourth matches. Just, I mean, you got better. You know, you get better every time. But um, he was so good at reading the crowd. Like, if the crowd was really chanting my name because I was the baby face or the good guy, you know, mm. then he would make sure he'd pick me up and say, you know, throw me in the rope, hit me in the clothesline, you know, and I would do that, boom, hit him with the clothesline and he'd sell it real good. The crowd would go crazy. And just as soon as I did it, I was, you know, cheering, getting the crowd into it. I'd turn around and boom, he'd nail me right in the face, you know, and then he'd get booze and, it was all about the crowd and getting them into it. Those are your really good indie wrestlers. And I had a blast working with those guys. Um, I worked with several. You also hear the term stiff or smooth. Uh, most of the guys that work with Greenhorns are very smooth. They're very, I'm not going to hurt you in this match. Stiff wrestlers, they don't care if they hurt you. If they hit you really hard with a clothesline and give you a concussion, they don't care because you're the Greenhorn and they are whoever they are. Yeah. So most good bookers will keep those two separated. Thank goodness. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. But I loved it, man. I there is reason that people like Hulk Hogan, who would probably still be wrestling today if he physically could. Man's had thirty some back operations. He can barely walk. He's, he's ready, old now. He's getting ready to turn seventy. Turn seventy, oh, I think, next month. Okay. Built still. I mean, could still sell out a house the way he's built. Um, but there's a reason that wrestlers like Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan and they wrestle to their bodies just can't. It's so addictive to be behind the curtain and your music hit and the fans know it's your music and they start cheering your name. That is so addictive. It's crazy. Um, I very much enjoyed my, I think I did it overall about six years. You know, I loved it. Loved every minute of it. <laughs> yep. So anyway, let's uh let's hear from Ed Locke, shall we? Sounds good. Woohoo! Hi, this is Ed Locke with USA Mortgage. Buying your first home can be overwhelming, but here are five tips to make the process go smoother. Number one, find a lender, me, Ed Locke, that can answer any questions you might have and help you get pre-approved. There are multiple options available based on your situation. Number two, work with a real estate agent you can trust. 
Number three, don't rush the process. Take your time and know that the process could take some time. Number four, consider all the costs. Number five, get a home inspection and review it with your realtor. Keep these tips in mind, budget for yourself, and you'll be that much closer to making your dream of homeownership a reality. So reach out to me at 502-680-0953. NMLS ID 448-908, DAS Acquisition Company, LLC, doing business as USA Mortgage, NMLS ID 227262. This is not a commitment to lend. Additional terms and conditions apply. USA Mortgage is an equal housing opportunity. Yeah. So back real quick to the wrestling thing. Mm-hmm. You know, that is a huge industry. Yep. But, you know, we talk sometimes, I think we talked before about the percentage of the population that ever get to be big time in that. Um, it's the same with wrestling. You have to be the, you either have to, to be the most athletic or the biggest, baddest dude on the planet to ever get big time. I mean, it's just something you have to have you something. Have, you have to have it. Yes. Whatever it, it is. Randy Macho Man. Uh, what would you say his, it was. Oh, Randy Savage. Willingness to do anything. He was crazy. Cause he wasn't the biggest, baddest, no, toughest. No, but he was a little guy. Yeah. And that's back when they actually, you know, several re- when before steroids became a huge thing in, in the ring, you know, average size dudes could do it and make it look good. But now in wrestling, you have so much of it's all big and showy. There was the whole eighties genre, nine, early nineties wrestling. That was all steroid fueled. I mean, that was huge, bigger, better. There's a meme going around Vince McMahon, like big sweaty men for a reason. Do they test for steroids? They now? do now, absolutely. They uh, just as a safety precaution, I'm sure. Well, um, <laughs> two things. Um, <coughs> safety is one of them. Is if you don't die, Jerry. <laughs> um, <coughs> safety's one. You don't want to. I mean, wrestlers to the ownership are like you know a stable. You don't want to put. You don't want to jack up your horse and send him out there so he gets hurt because. Randy Orton, as an example, is a huge money draw. He's been out because of a back injury for almost a year. You don't, you don't ever want that to be the case. So, and more importantly, you don't want to have another the Chris Benoit thing. If you remember hearing about that several years ago, in a fit of roid rage, killed him, killed his family, killed himself. Yeah. Um, but the reason I asked was in a lot of sports, baseball, whatever, they're testing for steroids with the assumption being that it's giving you an unfair advantage. I don't think that's the reason that they're doing it in wrestling. I no, think it's they're safety. doing it to say it's safety and it's to keep their, their People, investments yes, safe. Sure. You know, yeah. It, the, the whole, the, the Chris Benoit thing changed everything. In wrestling. Up until that point, it was as much as you wanted, as much as you could get. Yeah. We're going to test you, but we're going to wink and nod six months before we test you to make sure you you, you piss clean. Especially in wrestling, because I'm sure what steroids led to those buff looks helped sell the sport. Oh sure. So sure. Uh, they probably weren't the first one by any no. means to get on board with you know we we've got to make sure and, our guys are safe and not killing themselves doing this. And unfortunately, in wrestling, it's just like any other sport. The products change so rapidly. What they're testing for now sometimes 
they haven't used in 10 years because they're on to HGH and yep. the next thing. And then the thing after that. So it's like anything else. The testing is always slow to catch up with whatever the next thing is. Barry Bond's sure. a good example. He was using and Mark McGuire. Human, they both admitted to, I don't know if Barry Bond's ever did, but Mark McGuire said I was on HGH. They weren't testing for it at the time. That's why he never popped a steroid test. <laughs> it was just everyone knew they both were though. Oh yeah. Yeah. You don't get bigger and your stats increase after you hit 40. That just doesn't happen. Period. Anywho, speaking of sports, how about my next topic? What do you got for us? Would you say that the NFL is in bed with sports books? Um I mean, you literally, I wonder how much money the NFL makes in kickbacks alone from places that allow sports betting. Kickbacks? I don't know what you mean. Well, I'm sure that they benefit financially in some respects because those sports books use their likeness. They use their, anytime you use the NFL's likeness or, or any, use their name, you have to pay for that. Sure. But that's not a kickback. Yeah. That's just a con- contract. Sure. So if you're talking about a true kickback from organized gambling, I would hope that's not there. Okay, well, they get paid to allow them to use their name. Well, they get paid for selling their, their logo, you know, from all around the world to a ton of people in a ton of places. Yep. Uh, so the whole question I'm, I'm bringing up, <laughs> very, very soon, and the, the, the words come out that there's going to be uh, Isaiah Rogers from the Indianapolis Colts is one. Several other players are looking at year-long suspensions this year for betting on the game of football. Really? <laughs> yeah. This. Yeah. And um, I, I have th- two or three questions <laughs> Okay. Um, about this. A, is the NFL making money off of the same type? Um, no. Uh, of no. to see, and the NFL has very specific rules. So these guys um, are guilty of the Pete Rose bet. Yep, they're betting on the NFL, so they're going to get a year long suspension for this. Uh, also, uh, Which I don't see why. If as long as you're not betting against your own team, I think betting should be illegal. I understand some people say you shouldn't be allowed to bet on your own team. As long as you're betting for your team, that's you're what you're hard to do. <laughs> yeah. Some people say, well, they'll try harder. Really? You have a multi-million, sometimes a $100 million contract. If that doesn't entice you to try as hard as you freaking, how does a possible 100000 a $1 million bet yeah. increase your, your incentive to want to win? Yeah. So to me, the only time this should ever be illegal is if you're betting against your team. Now you have an, a financial and incentive to, to lose, yeah. to shave points, whatever. Not necessarily lose, but to maybe not win. Same could be said for you NFL owners and coaches that tank to get a better draft pick. Absolutely. So <laughs> I've never understood whether it's Pete Rose or NFL. I've never understood why it's wrong to bet on your sport or even your own team as yeah. long as you aren't betting against your own team. Well, I think it goes to show a, a, a totally different flaw in the NFL. Now, when you join the NFL and you're in the first round, part of accessing your first monies is you have to attend a small class about how to manage your money. Right. But one of these guys, and it's it's an unnamed player, they don't name him, 
lost over eight million dollars in 2022 alone. Betting. Betting. So, um, you know, I kind of get it. But, well, but these are people that are going to have that flaw whether they're playing in the NFL or not. That number is almost meaningless unless you tell me who it is, oh, sure. what their net worth is, what their annual salary is. Yeah. To give you an idea of what I'm talking about. I remember reading an article way back when about Michael Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> he was known for betting on golf games. Anything. Uh, Anything. He may have bet on the NBA, but never led. I never heard that he was accused of that. But he was known for betting huge amounts of money on golf. He would go play a round of golf with someone and bet a million dollars. And I remember reading an article saying, this guy has a huge problem. This guy's addicted. I'm like, are you kidding? That's no different for him than you and I saying, hey, I'll, I'll bet you an ice cream cone. Right. It's it, not. It's, <laughs> with the amount of money this man has, a million dollars is nothing. Nothing. Yeah. It's jump change. So you, you're getting on him because he's competitive, because he wants to win, because yeah. he's, you know, better than so, You can spend an afternoon just laughing at how many different ways Michael Jordan has bet people in his he life. He bet on anything. Anything. I remember Charles Barkley talking about, if I remember right, he said, if you were out in the field and he saw two birds land on a fence, <laughs> he'll let he'll bet you on which bird's going to take off first, and he'll let you pick your bird. Yep. <laughs> and, you know, uh, I just, I would. Is there any question, real quick, while we're on Michael Jordan, any question that he's the GOAT? No, not to me. Not to me either. Not to me. You can you can talk LeBron all you want to. I don't think there's. Uh, uh, he's got to put several more rings on his finger before he can he's compete with something. Jordan. Hey, Jordan was six dude, and zero. Sean is here. Hey, man, glad you're here. Jordan was six and zero in uh, championships. So same team didn't matter who was playing with him. Six and zero. You know, and that's what what is LeBron three and three? I think. Something like that. Yeah. So you know, you could he can he can win six. He can never be six and zero. He can never be undefeated yep. in you know the finals. I think for me, it come down to what sealed the deal for me and Michael Jordan was the the flu game, die literally getting fluids on the bench, and yeah. still pops fifty points. Was it fifty points? Eighty points? Remember. It was some crazy. No, it wasn't eighty. I don't think he ever got eighty. It was some crazy amount of points. Yeah. The thing for me was the number of times he hit the game winning shot. Yeah. In big time situations. Yeah. You know. Not in game 32 out of the 82-game year-long series, yeah. but in a deciding playoff series, yeah. whether it's game five, six, or seven. He would hit the game-winning shot to end the series, and he just did it time after time after time. Ice water. Yeah. Just, and, you know, James is not known for that at all. He's hit a couple, but he's been in a ton he's of them. He'll pass. He'll, he'll pass. pass in a heartbeat. Yeah. A lot of times he didn't even want a team to take the shot. Yep. Yeah. Uh yeah. He got a lot of grief about three playoff series ago for that. Yep. Because he always passed whenever they needed, always. A, needed a basket. Um, I just uh, – I think it's funny that Michael Jordan always wore his North Carolina shorts under his Bulls jersey. <laughs> really hurt my heart he didn't come to Kentucky. You know, whatever. He was from North Carolina, wasn't he? Yes. Yes. So anyway, that was my thing. I just – it really – you know, they're going to – the the rules of the NFL sometimes are a bit overbearing. And on the field they're a bit overbearing, off the field they're a bit overbearing. I understand I can I can relate and understand somewhat, but while you've got these guys suspended 
for a year? Are you going to put them through counseling? Are you going to have them, what are you having them do? Sit over on the sideline? Or are they allowed to work out? They're not allowed to work out with their team. The only reason that they will suspend these guys is to protect the brand. They're yes. trying to protect the name and so they care about these guys. They're not going to do any of that. Now, if it happens consistently and the people begin to write articles about, you know, how what is the NFL doing to help these guys? Yeah, then they'll start some uh, some of that. But until then, the only thing they're doing not is trying that, to say we don't put up with you know the, this. The part I really, I really find hypocritical. What's that? I don't think. Now, I may be wrong. I don't think that if Aaron Rodgers was one of these guys, he's going to be suspended for a year. (laughs) Or Patrick Mahomes was one of these guys, he's going to be suspended. Don't you think they've gone too far in protecting quarterbacks? Yeah, a little bit. I do. I, I understand they're important to the game. I understand that when Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers gets hurt and, you know, some unknown backup comes off the bench that they're no one cares about the team. I, I get all that. But uh they're they're one player on a team of how many's on the NFL team? What's the roster? Fifty three is final roster. One of fifty three. Come on. They treat them more like they're, you know, one of two. Yeah. No, I, uh, I agree. And, as much as the rest you of the know, team. I think it speaks volumes to teams and how well they build their teams. First of all, here's the situation, kind of what you're talking about. Deshaun Watson makes $230 million in Cleveland. Guess what they don't have money for? A good backup quarterback. They paid him $230 million? Deshaun yeah. Watson? He yeah. hadn't even played in, what, a year and a half, two yeah. years? Well, he played last year and wasn't very was good. Before yeah, it was out for a year back. and a half. $230 million, and most of that, if not all, was guaranteed money. Like, just might as well write him a check before it even starts. But they don't, by doing that, no money for a backup. So I think it almost, if you really, there's some rules I agree with. Um, I, you know, if you're coming blindside and the ability to hit a quarterback from the blind side, he has no protection. Once his lineman has, has, has let the defender Aaron Donald come through, you have to protect the quarterback at that. Okay? Cause Aaron Donald is, is, I know three large men, and Errol Donald is two of them, okay? Huge. And he could hurt somebody hitting him from the blind side without any knowledge of him coming. You have to protect him in that. It's kind of like they do for the punters and the kickers. They're completely exposed. But if you're scrambling, you you see a guy and you're not allowed to hit him, that's kind of stupid. But I think it goes toward building your team, building an offensive line, protecting your – I mean – now that the quarterback is so protected, you don't have to spend as much money on the offensive line. So, yep. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> What's your next topic, Mr. Jerry? A painting. A painting? Oh. A painting of pizza. Oh. I thought you were going to say my pretty face. A painting discovered in the ruins of Pompeii, Italy, shows how ancient pizza may have looked. Oh. Pompeii. Uh, was destroyed by a volcano almost 2,000 years ago. So they had stone-fired pizza there? (laughs) They they have no idea what kind of pizza they had. What they do have is they have discovered a... a, No, I got your joke. It's just not very good. It's kind of like your dad joke. 
must come from the same book. My heart is so crushed. They found a, a painting on a wall of a building that they're excavating. It's an atrium of a house that's adjacent to a bakery. And I'll show you a picture of it here in a minute. But their pizza then apparently was quite different. No tomato sauce, no mozzarella cheese, no pepperoni. What it did have apparently was spices and dried fruit. Here's a picture of the mural on the wall of the pizza. It looks like a dessert 2, pizza in years pizza ago. In. Say what? It looks like a dessert pizza. Kind of pizza in. would be more resembling that. <laughs> I like. I'll take my pepperoni. Thanks very much. In the uh, mural is a silver platter, and the platter is bearing a cup of wine, some pomegranates, figs, a garland of yellow strawberry tree fruits, whatever the hell that is, and the pizza. Amazing. Pizza, 2,000 euro, but still in Italy. Well, I don't even like Italian pizza. I like American pizza. No. Sauce. You don't like melty cheese, thin crust, pepperoni. Just so much cheese when you no sausage. Uh, I like. I like no regular crust. No Chicago deep crust. That's nasty. Why do you think regular crust is nasty? I I can tolerate regular. I don't like pan or anything thicker. I don't think I've ever in my life saw you eat anything but thin crust pizza. I'll eat a hand tossed. No, I've never saw that. Oh, well. Uh, next time, next that. Wednesday, we'll have pizza. I'll show you. I remember when we went to the Pacers game a few years ago, and we stopped. What's the name of that uh, pizza place we stopped? Uno's. Was it, it was, Uno's? Yeah, okay. it was that you know, Chicago-style pizza. That was and, nasty. Uh, no, you got the thin crust. We got two pizzas. You got the thin crust. Yeah, and I tried. And, uh, what the, was Nick's friend's name? He uh, and I, Josiah. Yeah, Josiah. Josiah and I had the, the uh, hand-tossed. Yeah. Yeah. Which was good. That was nasty. That was good. It looked so bad. It was nasty. Yeah. Who put sauce on top of their pizza? Sauce? Yeah. Like everyone. Oh, not on top. Not on top of the cheese. Come on now. How was it now? Sauce on top yeah, of the did. cheese. Yeah, it did. Oh, it didn't. It did. No. Look up a picture of Uno's pizza. Sauce is on top of the cheese. Anyway. Uno pizza. Listen. Chicago Uno. That's an I got one more topic and I got to get to it. Hey, Double's here. Woohoo! Welcome, Double. Welcome, Double. We're so glad you're here. Here, let's um, talk about pizza. Yeah. So, I'm sorry. And, and this is going to sound really bad. Okay. And I, I, I am done apologizing for how it sounds. I'm sorry. That's my last apology. People of Pennsylvania. Yeah, it's got nasty on top of it. Where? Where's the sauce on that? It looks nasty. The topping's on top of that. Yeah, whatever. That's good pizza. See that crust? That's good stuff. I'm going to put a picture of this on the... Okay. You do that. You show them that nasty pizza. Okay. Sorry to interrupt. No, no, you're good. So, I want to know, if you live in Pennsylvania, we have a lot of listeners in Pennsylvania, do you feel like you're being... Heard in Washington with John Fetterman. Does any person in anywhere in the country no. feel like they're being heard? I, no, I get that. Regardless of who their have senators you, are. Have you heard 
Did you see, I guess this is the better way of saying They have a bridge on I-95 in Philly that is getting ready to be replaced as part of some federal um, budgeting thing. Um, Fetterman and Biden were there. And I have never heard such gibberish in one press conference in my whole life. First of all, Fetterman was in his uh, official capacity once again Wearing a hoodie and gym shorts. He's known for being ridiculous. Wearing dress like that. Ridiculous. He showed up to the Capitol dressed like that. Yes. Ridiculous. I'm sorry. If you can't dress appropriately, you can't come to Congress. I'm sorry. I don't think he was trying to walk into Congress. He was going in the building to go to his private office where he changed before he went to the floor. But he was walking into one of the congressional buildings. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> I, yeah, I thought it was a little inappropriate. Yeah, absolutely. There's the other a, one, I haven't saw this one. I'm sure it's no better. Oh, this video is terrible. I mean, just to hear him try to string together enough sentences to introduce the president was horrid. As a result of all of this, according to a, Quinne, a Quinnipiac poll, which is kind of middle of the road, they, they don't, they're not very left, they're not very right. Yeah. Um, which, if you're polling, I mean, That's if you're not you independent, be. then you shouldn't even be right. allowed to do uh, it. Well, I, this is, this is I, I say that because it's not a Fox News poll. You see what I'm saying? Gotcha. Um, he only has a 39% approval rate. Joe Biden only has a 39, uh, a 50 set. In Pennsylvania, he has a 39% approval rating. Joe Biden uh, has a fifty-seven percent approval rating. Really? Yeah, that's got to be one of the highest of any states. And no, no. what it is overall? Let for Biden. me let me free, let me. Shh, it's about thirty-nine. Sorry, thirty-nine is what John Fetterman's is. Joe Biden has a worse approval rating okay. in the state. Fifty-seven yeah. percent disapprove of his handling as president. Thirty-nine um, percent approve. Okay. Um, I just. I am sick of the excuses being put out for John Fetterman. If you cannot do the job, if you cannot act the part, then you don't need the part. You don't need the job. And I don't even live in Pennsylvania. It's an, if I lived in Pennsylvania, I would be begging for a recall. I, I just, it, it is. That's probably, I'm guessing, pretty hard to do. I can't imagine why it is. I mean, really, I think it should be extremely hard to do. I'm not saying he doesn't meet that criteria. I'm just saying to recall a elected politician should be pretty freaking hard to do. He's a senator, though. Six years. You're going to have to have him. Still should be hard to do. Remember when I was talking about what's that dumbass from New York, that lying dude? Oh, Santos. Santos. Yeah. Remember when I was talking about him? I don't even think they have a right to kick him out. Well, he's a he's a congressman, but even if not, you don't kick him out. You have the right to censure, and I think yeah, that, censure. I agree with that. I think that this is a, 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 a. I'm talking about him not being able to speak, and I can't speak. Um, this is a situation where a censure vote is a good vote. I, I just can't imagine as a as a representative or a person who lives in Pennsylvania. I can't wait to vote to vote him out of office so he can go home and heal 
and be well and hopefully get the treatments that he, he had the stroke during the during the campaign campaign yeah yeah um had i i just can't imagine given to where he is now in his recovery from the stroke i'm not discounting the stroke i know john fetterman didn't speak like this before the stroke but we have to take real world accounts into would you want john fetterman to be able to be the deciding vote if we went to war. I wouldn't. I wouldn't feel comfortable with that at all. To be honest with you, I've not heard any I've not heard any of his talk. I don't Please know. Please look it up on YouTube. Any of it. Please. Literally none. I saw a few things about how he dresses and some of that controversy. I've Please. not heard anything about the way he talks. So it so, wouldn't be fair for me to answer that. As soon as we, we get off air, I want you to look this up because it is he speaks more gibberish than the president, honestly. Also, on the topic of the president, real fast, um, there was an article that came out and was talking about the lines on his face. Folks, those are CPAP machine lines. He is not being restrained against his will. <laughs> I'm not the fan. I'm not a fan of Joe Biden. In fact, I'm wearing my handy dandy. You want to read it for the crowd? I identify as non-Bidenary. The <laughs> shirt that he mentioned a few weeks ago. Yeah. It was a free shirt if you made a one dollar donation to what's the guy's name? Uh I don't remember. It's one of the Republicans <laughs> that was trying to meet the threshold. You had to get, I think, Four, forty thousand. One percent, forty thousand. Yeah, you, you had to get one percent in some poll and you had to get forty thousand donors. And individual he came up donors. with individual donors and he came up with what I thought was a brilliant idea of offering if you donated one dollar, yeah, that he would give you a T-shirt and, and mail it to one. you. <laughs> and uh, yeah, for those of you that listen, you heard Steve talking about it, and he is now wearing it. Yeah, and I, you know, I don't necessarily like the the person. I do like. I want to hear his plan. He's got the two cent plan. I want to hear it. I want to hear the other candidates talk about it. I want to hear what their plan is involved with reducing our deficit because I think in my heart of hearts, that's our number one issue facing America today, especially facing our children and grandchildren, great grandchildren. Um, so if he's talking about the deficit, I'm in, let's get him on stage. <laughs> so I gave him $5. I didn't get five shirts, but I did give him $5. Um, but yeah, that was my last thing. I just, I feel really bad for John Fetterman. I feel like he's in a position that he really fought for and earned. He won the election, but due to his health, he he really, excuse me, really can't fulfill the needs of the office. Um, we probably should have some type of test. You know, you and I have talked about what is Joe Biden's mental acuity at. We should probably have some type of test for according for to this. Bill. According to Bill O'Reilly, uh, and Bill O'Reilly is conservative, but he tries to play it down the middle. I really believe that. Um, he was talking the other day on um, on the... Uh, oh, okay, I'll show you guys. I'll, I'll get Jerry to post a pic on the website uh, of the shirt. But uh, he was talking about how when, it was, when Ronald Reagan got shot in the assassination attempt, how Nancy took over as far as, you know, he had... If you wanted to see Ronnie, you had to go through Mama, and Mama was Nancy. Regardless if you were the Speaker of the House,
you were the, you know, an assistant to the president. You wanted to see Ronnie, you went through her. And even after he recovered, it stayed that way. And he had a source uh, back to Bill O'Reilly. Bill O'Reilly has a source that says that Joe Biden is very much the same way. Uh, Jill approves everything that he talks, every personal person he speaks with, uh, every event that he goes to, it has to clear Jill Biden to make that happen. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. You know, that's part of the getting older and the aging and the recovery and the healing thing. But it definitely, uh, oh, there's Mona out there barking. She's going to go outside. Um, But, you know, I, I really believe that if there were some kind of test, like you're saying, I'm torn because if you take the test and you fail, then the question is, well, what point did you become where you would fail the test and how much damage have you done or dumb stuff have you done since, you know, in between having to take the test and when we all realized, hey, you should so take the test. So it's better to just not have the test no. and let them continue to screw up more and more? No, I don't, I don't, I don't agree with that either. I, I, I just don't know what the answer is. It's not an easy I mean, answer, and it would be subject to umpteen it, lawsuits. It's know. kind of like the conversation you have to have at some point with your parents about when it's time to hand over the keys. You but know what I mean? Guess what? <laughs> the difference is there is some conversations that have to be had. Right. But the law has stepped in and said we're going to have some tests that you have to you have yeah. to pass some eyesight tests, right? Which is yeah. one of the first things that old people typically probably have trouble passing if yeah. they're going to continue to drive. So the law has stepped in and said, we'll help you. We'll take sort some, of. We will, well, the, the you got to pass the test. And, well, here's my, here's my sort of. The new Real ID here in Kentucky is good for eight years. A lot can happen in eight years. You know what I'm the saying? The old one was eight years. Four. No. The old you, driver's license was four years. No, I'm, this, oh, listen. Oh. You only had to get your eyesight tested every, every other time. Yeah, you're right. So that real ID hasn't changed how often they're going to test okay. eyesight. Eight, eight years, years before, still... eight years now. That's a long time. Yeah, it really a is. A lot can happen. At least it's something. That's true. For our leaders of our country, the who, president of the United States, there's nothing. Who this whole week has been a gaffe machine. Every step I of the way. I don't even have this... a problem with being a gaffe machine. No. He, because, he, well, he, hold on, let me finish. Okay. He will have to go a long way to pass George W. on the gaffe machine, Howard. George W. never, and I'm using air quotes, admitting to giving away and selling state secrets. Neither did Biden. Yes, he did. No, he didn't. Literally, in a conversation, I watched the video. You know what you watch? You watch the video that the Republican Party come out with, which is... And it was a big joke. No, 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 no. Their party, their video didn't say that. The true video, the next words out of his mouth. Okay, now in in all seriousness, it was a joke. So he didn't admit to squat. He told a joke. You went on air on the podcast and you accused him of something that you and I make fun of the media of doing. And that's playing, that's offering a distorted view. Okay, fair enough. I didn't see the full video. I'm sorry. Dude. I missed the full video. I'll start getting all my videos from CNN. Dude, I'm just telling you. (laughs) If you had heard that, and if he did what you just alleged, it would have been all over every news channel, everywhere. Where did you hear it? 
I don't remember. Probably I, yeah, it was probably on, on Fox News because they're the ones that are they, releasing this edited video. I mean, I, this has been all over the news of everyone else is making fun of them okay. for offering slanted half. Okay. This is the same thing that Russia did Real a couple quickly, weeks ago. I just want to state for the fact one more time. I don't watch Fox News. I get 98% of my news from Microsoft Bing. You didn't get this from Microsoft Bing. I'm just saying. I I didn't watch much of Fox when Tucker was there. When Tucker left, I haven't watched Fox News since. So, just saying. Mainstream news is not telling the story you just told. Okay. Well, I, I, that's what I saw. <laughs> I, that's literally where I get my guys. Look it up. Here's I the will. deal. This happened the other day during a meeting with the India prime minister mm-hmm. in Washington, D.C. And Biden come out and gave a talk and he began the very beginning of it. He told a joke and his joke was that he and forget the guy's name. They got together. They uh, and he Biden says, and I sold a bunch of state secrets. Crowd laughs and he says, OK, now in all seriousness. If that's not as plain as it can possibly be that you are telling a joke. It's just I, I not something know. you should probably joke about. Just saying. Really? I don't think. Do you know what else we shouldn't do? We What's shouldn't that? report news stories when we have heard slanted one-side edited video. I understand. And I have especially, apologized for especially that. Especially when you write a letter? Especially <laughs> when you and I critique the media for being so bad at doing just that. I'm trying to figure out where I found the video because it wasn't Fox News. I don't watch well, Fox News. They didn't so. have the video. It was the Republican Party that released this edited video. I don't but know. only the right wing sources such as uh, Fox News were the ones that I, the only ones that I'd heard that released that. Yeah. Well, okay. There we go. But my, here's my point. How could you not look at that? And decide that before you talk about it, it needs two seconds of fact checking. You're talking about a president who committed treason. You're talking about a president who's done far worse than what Donald Trump's ever been accused. I never of. said that he actually sold secrets. You just that said wasn't that. what I was implying. I, okay. Whether he <laughs> sold it or gave it away. Either way, I've never said that that was what he had actually done. That you said that he admitted to doing it. No, that. I was saying it from a context point of view that he was confused. I, I never said that he actually went back to sold secrets. You said that he admitted to giving away state secrets. No, in a in a matter of context from him speaking poorly. Not that he actually sold secrets and then flubbed that he told everybody that well, he told. You it. exactly said that. You said well, he that's admitted. That's not what it. I meant. I apologize. That is not what I meant. Oh, anyway. right. Huh? Anyway. Anyway. Sorry for getting on you so hard. But that's something you and I have talked a lot about. The media and is. how bad they I'll are. I'll just start to make sure I get all of my news from a different source. Because apparently Microsoft is not the place Dude, to my, go. Microsoft did not have that news. Okay. I'm just telling you. Microsoft didn't release that video. They what may about- have released that someone I should have probably brought up the the train that we are going to build across the Indian Ocean. That would have probably been better because he did say that. That in his entire would be (laughs) from pretty newsworthy. Yeah. So anyway, 
Well, guys, that's our show for the day. <laughs> if you can't see the light, be the light. <laughs> Have a great night. <laughs>